0: Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Heath Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a Millennial Mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation.
1: This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks.
0: Man, it is a beautiful, beautiful day, Friday afternoon in Dallas, Texas.
1: I'm telling you, I still love the Millennial Mogul thing. I I like that, too. (laughs) That's such a good name. It's a good line. It's even better that I didn't give it to myself. I don't know if it was you, Zach, or Kristen. Honestly, I think it was Kristen. Credit words, Kristen. Thank you, Kristen.
0: I uh, I I hate that CNN was the one that gave me my favorite one, and that was the pickup truck pundit, the pickup pundit. Oh, that's good. That is a good one. And CNN gave it of all places. They call me the pickup pundit. (laughs) Producer and
1: Zach in the studio. Right. Come on with it. Yes,
0: you got it. You got a nickname. What do you got? You
1: know, I got a handful. I, I like to go for uh, Zach Attack is classical Come on, uh, okay. Zach the Youngblood is what they
0: called me in my radio days because oh. yeah. I, I was younger than everybody else. So yeah, Zach, Zach the Youngblood. Story or Youngblood of my life, being the youngest one. You would still be the youngest one if we didn't have intern Mimi it's in true. the room. Hey, <laughs> hey Mimi, so hey. so many so eloquently said. Yeah, uh, Mimi, you're what
1: twenty one. Mm-hmm. You 21. need to get all your sorority to listen to this podcast now, right? Yes. Is that what you're gonna do? yes, yes. So. Breach.
0: Hey, call it a rager <laughs> <laughs> It would be a party man I got you. what do you I, got, I, got going this on this
1: one this one right here just reminded me of chad prather come on okay this headline really reminded me of chad prather mm. guy <laughs> wears dress to work <laughs> to make a point about dress codes mm. so this dude from the united kingdom went to work wearing shorts He's, he was talking about how hot it was outside yeah. and all that and um they, you can't wear shorts at, yeah. at this office they didn't let you, allow you to wear shorts so they sent him home so to make a point the next day he's like well you know women can wear skirts and dresses and you know because that feels better than the jeans that he wanted to wear so he said you know what i'm gonna wear a dress to work tomorrow they can't say anything to me about it and <laughs> wore a dress to work which he thought as soon as he got there he'd be sure to be sent home but what ended up coming out was Senior management sent out an email saying, gentlemen in the office that they could now wear three-quarter length shorts in black, navy, or beige. And he goes, wow. it felt like a partial win. He created change.
0: You he, know, I mean, what a sacrifice. that's not what
1: made me think about you, nah, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah. it was the guy wearing a dress, because <laughs> yeah. I can see you putting that on for a statement. You ever worn a kilt? No.
0: Yeah, see, I own a kilt. Do you really? I own a kilt. Oh, wow. I, I have occasion to wear a kilt. Sure. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, Mine. Uh, I don't know what accent that was. It was nothing. It was nowhere. <laughs> I had to watch Bridget Jones' diary three times just to understand what they were saying, and they were speaking English. I don't know what any of these people are saying. And I can only imagine that inner office conversation. Dude, you're wearing a dress? Yep. Except for the English, it would have come out like, and so I wouldn't know what they're saying. But that's pretty. That's a pretty bold commitment to change and wanting that dress code you know, challenged.
1: That made him mad
0: apparently it did yeah he, uh, you know what mad enough that he put on a dress
1: yep that takes a lot of um kahunas to, to wear a dress <laughs> yeah. in public especially to work yeah you got to be
0: careful with the bigger your kahunas the more awkward it is when you're wearing a dress you
1: know silver lining here i like that his boss saw him coming in with a dress and he said you're gonna send me home the boss said no like no you're still gonna work you oh know? see that's what i that's how i'd have been if it was me yeah. i'd have been oh no you're wearing that all day you yeah. yeah. oh, make no, yourself yeah. comfortable you're- i'm sending out a memo yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny i think about how things have changed so drastically from before where i'm a suit and tie guy right i've always thought that if I'm still going to do business with somebody. I don't want to do business with somebody that I don't right. think is up to the part that I want to be at. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, perception, unfortunately is reality at times because you only have a couple minutes to get to know somebody. So you don't know a whole lot. Yeah. And, and that, that sucks because a lot of times people's perception is not putting off the real reality. So you've got to right. be able to shift through that. But I don't think that, the wearing shorts and shirt to work is the end of the world. You know, it's up to you. I don't judge them on that. I know just my personal preference is I feel better personally and right. what I'm doing and where I'm at is what, what I like to wear. And I think it's interesting how back in, you know, the Mad Men sitcom that came out, yeah. how, you know, you didn't work. If you were in an office like Zach working here yeah. wearing this sweatshirt and jeans back then, you could never even probably go to an office building right. without suit and tie on. Yeah. Right and like how things have drastically changed with dress codes. It is casual
0: Friday here. Let me casual <laughs> Friday. <laughs> I want you know. to defend myself briefly. All right, sorry. Go ahead. I, well, you know, I look at it from, and I'm I'm pretty. It depends. I mean, I, I like to dress well. I, I'm a sport coat and jeans guy. I, I enjoy that. You know, you look at uh, Steve Jobs. Yep. Steve Jobs didn't even wear shoes. Yep. To work every day, you know, the guy walked around Apple barefooted and the whole thing. And look what he did because he yep. was an innovator. That's what he was. So there there is one element where okay yeah i think dress codes are proper i think if you're going to work if you're going to manage an office if you're going to manage depends a on deal, what you're doing I, I think it does depend on what you're doing you know google you go to their headquarters and you can slide down slides and i think bowling alleys and play ping pong and video awesome. games and and because again <laughs> you're fostering a place of imagination yes. and you want people to start you know be dreamers you're not going to do that innovators. in
1: an engineering department no
0: no, and so I, I, you know, it's a, it's a fine line. This guy, though, it, it was a bold move. I know we talked recently on a podcast about uh, the kid who was giving his graduation speech, yeah. and they pulled the plug on him because what he was saying was a little bit too. I like hey, bold. Look, I like th- bold th- people.
1: This company did the opposite. They didn't pull the plug, and make him go no, home. They said you're no. going to sit in it all day. Exactly. You know, in that two <laughs> totally different outlooks.
0: Well, and and who knows the follow up after that kid gave that speech? Now that that thing's gone viral in the way that it has on social media and, and all over the news. He does, you don't know what kind of change that kid maybe has had yeah. on, on that influence. I, I'm going to doubt very little, honestly, based on the response. But, 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 um, you never know the response you're going to get. But that's a bold one.
1: Well, and you also always have to be dependent on what you do. What I do for a living is, and have been forever, is 100% commission sales, insurance sales, building agency, and really made my living on recruiting other people and teaching them how to make a living for themselves and developing mm-hmm. them into salespeople and building their own businesses, okay? Okay. I, I was a guy that did not like to have my awards on the wall and things, for instance, because right. I thought it was bragging. And my one of my mentors told me, he said, "Heath, let me tell you something. You look ten years old, by the way, and and I'm thirty, and I still look about <laughs> eighteen, but I really look ten at twenty, okay? And he said, so if I come sitting there and talk to you, and you tell me that I need to take the risk for a hundred percent commission sales job, but I look at you and you're in slacks and a polo, and you have nothing on the wall saying anything." You understand? I've got to go off of what I see. Right. Why do I want to risk? When you look like you ain't got nothing, if I want to risk it, I want to risk it because I want a massive reward. Like, Mm -hmm. like you're not gonna risk it for like a small gain, right? You want to risk it for massive. So he goes, perception is reality. They don't know you. Put your awards up. They need to. So if you're telling them, follow me, I'll make you successful. They can at least look on the wall and go, you know what? There's some awards that this guy may know what he's doing. And I've always felt like. I dressed the way I did at first because I wanted to look not 10, but 15 years old. And I thought a suit made me look a little older. Um, But then in reality is I attract people though, too, that want better things in life because they'll look at me and see that I dress different and, and the way it is to where I'm attracting that. So that's what I do. You know what I mean? Like I always said, if I pulled up to a construction site, I can take my coat off and I can roll my sleeves up and go talk to that, that general manager. And get along with it. But if I'm in shorts and a shirt and I pull up to a law firm, I can't, like, all of a sudden put a suit on right over it to, to fit in.
0: Yeah. I saw a dude in a dress uh, the other day in Denver in the airport, and he was not trying to exact cultural change in the <laughs> workplace. Uh, what he was attracting was something completely different. Interesting thing. That can get us off topic. Anything, uh, Let's anything, move on from that one. I think we need to take a break. So I tell you what, hang around. We're going to come right back. Stay tuned. Second shot. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of
1: guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time, so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. ready, aim, fire. Second
0: Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. Yeah, we're having so much fun in here. I tell you, the good ideas just flow. I wish we could incorporate all of them into everything that we do.
1: You know what I thought about one time that I've never... Wearing a dress? Well, (laughs) only a couple times, and that involved a whole lot of after activities that get you there, but... You know what I thought would be interesting at some point, and I've this is one of those things that's obviously not been a priority. It's not that I don't have time. Right. Go back a couple of podcast episodes, you'll know what I'm talking about there. I thought, I, you know, I got a, there's a group of people that I know in all these different professions, and I know they have all these other network groups, but it's like making our own just one little group of people, and we, we made it a comment a point to get together once a month to just right. all talk about what we all do and what, just our little group of friends, obviously not like that networking, those b right. stuff, all that, but like. Just for the ideas to flow, because when ideas flow, that stimulates you, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I love it. I think it's a great idea. Speaking
1: of stimulants, (laughs) oh, I, Uh.
0: yeah, you know what? I almost wanted to delay. (laughs) Just I I wanted to come up with something to keep distracted, but no. But I'm going to read this headline. Let's talk about it. And when we read
1: this headline, I am not going into this subject because this is. I'm going into it. I know you will. What a segue! Yeah, I know. And I didn't even mean to do that. That was just off the cusp. (laughs) By the way, great, very natural, organic. Uh, I, and I may not even <laughs> I may not even said the word right. It may have been a new word. I' you're not about. even drinking yeah. uh, Bill Cosby plans to lecture teens about avoiding oh sexual assault oh accusations. Boy. Oh boy. Which <sighs> oh <boy. sighs> well, stay away from Bill Cosby. Yeah. here's the problem.
0: <laughs> I'll go ahead and give my commentary on that first of all because I know that uh, that uh, the cause uh, and I look understand I grew up a great huge fan of Bill Cosby. I, I would I still love his comedy still listen to it on occasion. Great standout. I, I, yeah. I, love, it, the I love the storytelling. I love the comedy. I was a huge fan of The Cosby Show and everything he did. Uh, I grew up uh, listening to the record Wonderfulness. I had the album, and That's I listened to Wonderfulness over and over and over again. And so he's got some incredible stories on in there. I just loved it. It's so, but my thing, the issue that I have here, here's where this is off, and we'll get into what we want to talk about in a minute. But He doesn't say, we're going to come in here and talk to young people or have town hall meetings about uh, avoiding sexual assault. What he says is, we're going to help you avoid the allegations of sexual assault. Yeah, We're going to help you avoid the lawsuits that could come from the allegations of sexual assault. See, there's a huge difference in there. Oh, if yeah, he, it says he,
1: avoiding sexual assault accusations. If he would come in there
0: and say, look, we're going to show you Not avoiding
1: a, sexual assault, yeah. but the accusation So what it is is,
0: okay, okay, you know, so maybe you did it, or maybe you did something that was perceived as sexual assault. Well, I'm going to show you, I'm going to talk to you about how you get out of it and that my friends is the problem with that headline
1: well here's what the headline did for me because i ain't getting into the bill cosby talk (laughs) on it all right but more so for me is i think that um and no matter what you do in life your character your integrity and the things that you do when nobody's looking is what matters most right i am will never be the person to try and tell you that i am perfect and that I don't make mistakes, and that I'm just this holy Mr. whatever. You know, I'm not. I make plenty of mistakes, and I have to make sure I ask for forgiveness when those things happen. Um, But I also want to try to make sure I put the blocks in place, like surrounding myself with good people, that can help keep me on that track and hold me accountable to my character and integrity when people aren't looking. And I think it's important to realize that no matter what stature you ever reach, that – You failing and making a lapse of judgment with your character and integrity can break down whatever you do. Mm -hmm. Whether or not um, with Bill Cosby leading up to all the things and and the allegations that have happened leading up to that point, Bill Cosby was known as the Jell-O guy and one of the first uh, (laughs) black African men on TV with the African family, the black family that – Um, Was the America's family? You know what I mean. No, to that point, that barrier had by the way,
0: audience means African American, not African family.
1: Did I not say African American?
0: (laughs) We love you. Did I not say? Okay, you know me. I don't finish half my sentences. But I also know how people come back at us. That's true. We will get those emails.
1: So, um, the deal with it is, to me, I think about Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno, up until the point that he decided to not make an action as a leader and and make decisive uh, a decisive call. He was the poster child for character and integrity. Yeah. Until he let not making a decision tragically ruin his yeah. legacy.
0: Which, of course, was the was the pedophilia and the, and the sexual assault of children. By he didn't Jerry's, have anything Jerry, to do with it. By but Jerry Sandusky, who was one of his assistant coaches. And he
1: knew it happened. Yeah. And they kept it. Unru- nothing ever got brought out really right. about it. And he didn't do it and didn't condone it. I don't think. But at the end of the day, he didn't make those decisions. And I right. think about it that. Your character and integrity in the things that you do, you have to stay in the small things with mm-hmm. it, don't you think? Yep,
0: you do. And ultimately, an issue like that with Joe Paterno, because he lived to coach. He, he stayed in. By all intents and purposes, a lot of folks felt like he, he continued to coach almost as a figurehead so he could break uh, Paul Bear Bryant's win record at Alabama. And so he held on as long as he could, and, <laughs> and it wound up killing him, yep. quite honestly, yep. because once they took all of that away— and, and marred his reputation, and basically he was guilty by association on that, it destroyed his life. Ultimately, it, it cost him his life because he, he died shortly after that.
1: Well, you know, and I think about in, in in the business application, when we talk about character and integrity, sometimes, you know, my dad told me don't let people in your truck that have, you yep. know, drugs yep. or something, right? Because here's the thing is if you get pulled over, you don't have them, but he does. Y'all both go into jail because Pot's in the car. Right. And the headline says he Oaks and so-and-so in jail for marijuana, even though you didn't have it on it. Yeah. So perception is going to be you're involved in it. And so I talk about in business with my leaders on making decisions and things that um, maybe you're not doing something wrong, but like just being completely transparent ahead of it. Think about what it could look like. Yeah, Can it look like it was wrong if it, you're not being transparent? You, It may not absolutely be anything wrong, but could somebody perceive it as being wrong? It's much easier to just be transparent with everything. Right. I mean, you take that personal responsibility. Relationships as well and in marriages and with all of it is being transparent, upfront communication, business and in personal relationships will mitigate massive amounts of wondering in minds because when you're not transparent upfront, the mind can wonder crazy it really
0: can. I mean, I've had a, I've had tons of accusations against me. Some of them true. Yeah. I mean, I there are plenty of things that I wish I could go back and do yep. over again. And there are certain things where I've made mistakes and things did not happen that could have happened and had they happened, I would have been in a lot of trouble. Yep. And you know what? Everybody listening to me has too. And I could list off various things that we tend to take for granted that we do all the time, but you know what? You've you just you know what i'm saying you don't there you just didn't get caught or the consequences didn't happen you got fortunate enough that it didn't go a certain way uh, now i'm not talking about rape i'm not talking about yeah, sexual yeah. assault i'm just talking about things that we do that could have turned out really really bad maybe you had one too many to drink and now you're driving you hit somebody on the way home and, and kill them guess yep. what you're going to jail you know and so it's one of those things and a lot of people have done that we take it for granted so you look at stuff like that, and you do. It's Life and integrity is made up of the little things.
1: The small it's being, choices. It's
0: being conscientious of who you are and taking personal responsibility. I'm not telling everybody, and you're not either, to go through life as in some prudish fashion, in some puritanical way in which you are so guarded by everything. Because let's face it, the more successful you are, the more you're going to be lied about. The more temptation. You know, uh, Rudyard Kipling said, you know, I can be talked about with lies but not deal in lies. Yep. And, and so, I, I, so my thing is, I'm not going to let those things shape my life. I'm going to live the best way that I can with, as you said, transparency. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to put it all out there. I saw a billboard recently that said, just because you did it don't mean you're guilty. <laughs> and it was a law law funny. law office billboard. Well, you want
1: to talk about transparency, what's funny, think about all the steroid error, okay? Yeah. And I I can't even think of his name right now, which is funny. When everybody that got accused of steroids, there was like one baseball player that immediately just said, "Yep, I did it." Yeah. He just stood up and owned it and said, "I did it," and moved on. I can't even think of his name right now. And you can't. But I can you tell you, A. Mark, Maguire, McGuire, and all that—they did yeah. because they weren't exactly. transparent. They tried to fight it. So
0: and you had you know Rafael Palmeiro who pointed his finger at the oh, yeah. guys in, in Congress or the Senate hearing. and was like, "Don't you?" You know, and, and guess what?
1: I think <laughs> making decisions daily that are the small, like. Put your Walmart shopping cart back in the stall. Yeah. Okay? Do the small character integrity thing so when the big one comes up, it it is a habit to do the right thing. Or don't go to Walmart. (laughs) Or don't.
0: I'm just kidding. I can't avoid Walmart. I love it. I love you, Walmart. The third segment, (laughs) Second Shot. Chad Brather, Heath Oaks. We'll see you here in just a second. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. Hey, everybody, it's Chad here, and if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week, and there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success.
1: Take off your boots or suit up. The
0: choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on
1: RNCN.
0: I love it when Heath Oaks looks me in the eye and says, why do you care what people think?
1: You know, it's funny. Talking about it is, my wife will tell you that she thinks one of the, uh, uh, best abilities I have is the ability to not give two shits about what people think (laughs) about me.
0: (laughs) I really do have a whole lot of don't care. I really do. Now I will Uh, tell you
1: this though, here's the thing with me. Yeah. If I respect you, your opinion matters greatly absolutely see here here's the difference with me and some other people with if I don't know you and I don't respect you can say what you want Mm -hmm. to about me and other I really don't care. Because I feel sorry for you if you have to spend so much time yeah. Talking about others or bringing them down in any which way, right. shape, or form. Now, the people I you know I don't respect a lot of people. I don't. I'm a, I'm a very I'm very very picky on the people that I want to be around and want to um, say. I, you know what? I respect you. Okay. Yeah. But when I do, there's no better soldier than me with you. Yeah. If I believe in you and respect you, I'm telling you right now. Put me up against anybody else, and I'm a, I'm going to be there with you. It, but but it takes a lot to earn that with me.
0: It, it, I know a lot of folks talk about it being water off a duck's back, that sort of thing. And a lot of times the sticks and stones may break my mm-hmm. bones, words may never hurt me, but words do hurt. And, but, but you have to put it in perspective because you're right. There are a lot of people, especially on social media, who are strangers. They don't know you. They will never know you. You will never have a face-to-face conversation with them. Most of them will hide behind their keyboards. They will never buy a ticket to your show. They will yes. never take out an insurance policy yes. with you. They will never sign. you. They will, you will never do a business transaction yes. with that person. But yet they feel the need to give you their opinion. So for me, part of it is sociologically entertaining, albeit sometimes unnerving and frustrating because of the world and culture we've created.
1: Sometimes, though, you start off of it being entertaining, but if you start reading them too much, Ted, you say it's entertaining— but what can happen is it starts tainting you. Well, because you become because cynical. Of, yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. and that's why you got to, you know, you got to remove yourself yeah. from really thinking or seeing it. And and I had to. My wife is in the in the public eye as well. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't go to her page. She's in the news and all that. I don't go to her page and read comments because it makes um, you mad. It does make me mad when you talk about my wife right. or my daughter. I kill you. Yeah. Okay. Very simple. My wife knows she—I mean, my daughter, she's only four weeks old. But I'm going to tell you this. She already knows she can never have another man in her life besides her dad. That's just how it's going to be.
0: We gave her a tattoo.
1: Yeah, that's how it's going to be. But you know what I'm also going to do? You know why I'm not going to be worried about guys with her? Because I'm—the way I treat my wife and the way I'm going to be with my wife Mm -hmm. is going to be so awesome— that it's going to be really hard. She's going to know that the way that a man treats a woman is so impeccable that the standards she will have will be so ungodly that she's not, it's going to be very difficult for her, which is treating my wife in the way that she should be and respectful her and what I want to be because my daughter's going to emulate that. And I'm going to make dang sure that it ain't, it ain't going to be no random person. To be able to well,
0: because you, yours is the example and the voice that matters. So I have three teenage daughters. My daughters, I, I said when they were born, I said, you know what? One of these days is going to be a boy that's going to come along and say, oh, you got pretty eyes. Oh, you look good in that. Or, oh, you, you know, you're beautiful. Whatever. Trying to woo her and win her over. Do you even know what the word woo means, Mimi? Do you yes, know what that? I okay, do. good. <laughs> so I mean, that's an old concept. Mm-hmm. But my daughters are going to be of such, they're going to say, we know that because our dad's already told us. hmm We've been affirmed in that way. So, some boy coming along with a little bill of goods to sell, so he can get his way, is not going to work real well with my daughters because they've already heard the accolades and the praise.
1: Now, I don't want Brighton coming home with the 19-year-old Heath Oaks. <clears throat> I can go ahead and tell you that right Ooh. now. The 19-year-old Heath Oaks <laughs> was not who. Yeah. Maybe at it, it, it 26 plus, I, I'd, I'd be okay <laughs> with it. But 19, you know, uh, I'd be the first to admit. If people, the people that listen to this or anything that hear me talk about this and knew me high school or eighteen, nineteen, they could probably be sitting there thinking i'm a hypocrite yeah a oh i hear that all the okay. time okay but i've changed and grown guess I what I people too. we do I um, have too. I you mean, know just i mean in even know, recent we just, years we just kept renting on something here this was supposed to be but our that's question okay sake. but no, you know what I, I, guess what
0: your daughter will never come home with a 26 year old heath oaks at the age of 19 yeah so be aware and be warned because right. you but you know what my my daughters to this day they're not interested in dating. I mean, yep. that's just not a priority. And then they're nineteen, seventeen years old. They're not.
1: My daughter's hugely, going.
0: That's just not their priority right she's now.
1: She's going to pretty much take over the world. That's just of what I'm, I mean. She's going to be Danica Patrick, yeah. and mm-hmm. she's going to do yeah, gonna win. Yeah, she's going to win. Yeah, yeah. My daughter, yes, she will. I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing like. That little thing looking at me in my Bro, eyes. I
0: told you. I told you what was coming. Uh, it changes your just,
1: world. Just everything different.
0: I know. I didn't travel. You know how much I travel. When my oldest daughter was born, I did not travel for two years. I could yeah. not be away from her.
1: Scared to death. I can't believe they let me Take it home. Take it home. Like I <laughs> I didn't sleep the first several yeah. nights because I kept checking to see if she was breathing. I know. You I stick still your do finger. It. Oh, you yeah. put your finger under the nose yeah. and, and then I there. wake her up and then I gotta listen to her cry yeah. forever because I was stupid enough to do that. Trust but me, bro, I've been there. They're yeah.
0: little glow worms and you just want to be like, is it moving? Yes. Is it's it moving? Scary. Is it in there? It's let's, scary. let's wake her up. I want to look at her. Yeah. I bro Let me ask
1: you this. What would you say is the biggest mistake that you made as a parent and the best thing you think that that really made a big impact positive and what would you say that one mistake you made as a parent and the best they
0: they were the exact same event okay i'll be honest with you they were the exact same event my my oldest daughter 19 years old she doesn't even remember the event at this point in time uh but she went through a little rebellious phase when she was a little over two years old she was toddling along and it was one day that she put herself in a dangerous situation, and I was telling her she needed to come back to me, she needed to come back to me, and she refused. She was rebelling, and I could not get to her to the point where I had to put myself in some pretty precarious positions to reach her and get her out of that because she had she had decided to climb up this slide on a playground thing, and it was there was a situation that got dangerous. And so anyway, I had to climb up there in this little tunnel and pull her down, and she was still rebelling. She was kicking, she was, I mean, just making a scene. I got her in the minivan. And I exacted discipline on her rear end. <laughs> I did. I'm not ashamed to say it. Other than it was, I did a lot of it out of anger yep. because I was frustrated. And that's not the way you discipline. Mm-hmm. And so for that, I regret the the emotions. That, you know, I didn't abuse the kid, but I regret the emotions that I had. But I will tell you this. It impacted her to the point where we never had to deal with that again. Yep. It didn't break her spirit. didn't do anything that... Damaged her anyway. It was not abusive in any way, shape, or form. It was, but it got her attention. So, so to, in, to one degree, acting out in anger and frustration was the bad thing. And because I always remember how I felt when I did that, because part of it was fear too. Yeah. She was in a dangerous yeah. situation. But then, what did it do? She became the world's most perfect kid, and ultimately now— But obviously it didn't come from uh, that one thing. Not from that one thing, but boy, it shaped something in her that yeah. changed her. Because, again, she saw, one, how much I loved her. She saw how much it meant. Because let me tell you something. If, if, if you're grieved about something, it's because you love that thing. Yep. You can't be grieved over something you don't love. Yep. You can get mad at it. You can get frustrated with it. But let me tell you, if something grieves you, I mean, really in your soul, in your spirit, it's because you love that thing or that person.
1: Well, you know what's funny is if somebody, if people have read my book, my dad obviously had a massive impact on my life and, and what he did and, and things, because I talk about it in there, are some of the things that we had to do that I think shaped me. My curfew in high school and everything was midnight. Mm-hmm. And my dad had always said if I was a minute late, I was going <laughs> to have to ride Big Yeller, which was <laughs> the school bus. The truck <laughs> would be parked and you ride in Big Yeller, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how many times my dad was ever up? Oh, my mom or dad... At yeah. Up at midnight? Probably never. Never. Yeah. Do you know how many times I was late? Hmm. Zero. Zero. You know why? My whole life, if my dad said, "If you do X, Y will happen." Yes. Y always happen. It always happened. If we were going to Six Flags and we were acting up, and he said, "If y'all don't stop, we're turning the car around." If we didn't stop, the car got turned around. There huh? was no nothing ever came out of that man's mouth That's that a long he drive, would back to Tyler that he would not stand yeah. behind. And I will tell you, I think about that because. In our later years of life, people go, what stopped you? I knew that that Mm -hmm. my dad would not change on those consequences. And my mom, too, because during the day, my dad was disciplinary, not my mom. When we did something stupid, my my mom would say, I'm telling your dad when you get home. And I'd spend all day making (laughs) up for it. But she always told him. She never backed out of it. There's something, I think, that is instilled in me that I know there's consequences to what you do and what it means. And I think as a kid and as I've gotten older— I think of how important it is to make sure if I say this will happen, that will happen.
0: Yeah. You, you, you took the words right out of my mouth in my relationship with my father, too. Look, I pray nothing but the best blessings on you and Jenny as a. Thank and you I sir. haven't seen you, you. I sir. haven't seen you in a little while. I, I'm telling you, dude, you guys are amazing. Your, your children, Thank not you. just Brighton, are going to be amazing. And God bless you guys because y'all are doing it right. And you know what? I'm just proud to call you my friend. And you too, buddy. So I'm going to tear Aww. up here.
1: Hey, oh, it's a beautiful day in How Dallas. about y'all tear up and share us with some people on <laughs> Facebook or Twitter or something, right? Let's, yeah. let's get the, the, the Second Shot Love movement out there and talk about it. Yep. Um, interact with us. We're all over social media, Ignorance on Fire, at Heath Oaks, and um, SecondShotCast at gmail.com. We'd love some questions. We'd love something to really kind of get after on that search segment.
0: Yeah, come what find about, me. What about you, Chad? Come find me at WatchChad.com. WatchChad.com. Keep the hate mail to yourself. I may not know you, but I still love you.
1: Mimi, have fun back at Arkansas. Come on, Mimi. (laughs) Mimi's so talkative. Thank you, Zach. We
0: love you guys. Thank you, Zach. And uh, for the second shot cast, Heath Oaks, I'm Chad Braithwaite. We'll see you guys next time. We're out. destination for pre-